Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago, and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Oh, so that's funny. So it's legal to have it provided that you're leaving, but it's illegal to have if you're just there. We got another episode of Cannabis Legalization News today, everybody. Uh, a federal judge has ruled that many things in hemp uh, might be const- well, might, might not be able to be banned at the state level. This is a case that I read out of Arkansas. It only came out on Thursday, September 7th, uh, three days ago. And it, and it lists like Delta 8, you know, Delta 10, uh, uh, Delta THA, okay, and then uh, Delta 6, uh, and a lot of other psychoactive derivatives therefrom. So this is a law from Arkansas that a federal judge ruled on. That's our lead story. Did a federal judge in Arkansas just legalize Delta 8 and all other lesser cannabinoids? Or is it more complex than that? And then after that, we have more stuff. It's, hey, it's, it's football week, right? The Bears are going to be playing the Packers here when I'm off the show. Uh, maybe your team's playing too. And if your team is playing, put it in the comments and then drop us a like and click subscribe. And then so we have a story about the NFL. We have stories out of Maryland. Uh, the Safe Banking Act might have some renewed uh, vigor. We have a name that strain. We have a story out of Dutchy. They're in a lawsuit. And then we have some international news out of the UK. Uh, that is not just England, by the way. Let's get into some cannabis legalization news for the week. That is September 10th, 2023. <laughs> and then thank you for the silly music. Uh, what is that? What's the AI that makes our silly music, uh, Miggy? The music kitchen uh, from Google. Uh, uh, yeah. Google AI. Thank you, Google, for continuing to make stuff that powers our salaries. Um, and yeah, uh, Hey, Mickey, how was your week? Ah, it, uh, it's been a long week, man. I, uh, I just lost another relative. Seriously. <laughs> you gotta be effing me, man. What happened now? Uh, this one was expected. That was my grandmother. I mean, uh, 
and again, the call that I was going to get four months ago. What's yeah. that was hurt. But yeah, so it's been that kind of week. But you know, uh, we I haven't had a on. grandmother alive since two thousand and one. But oh, sure. um, yeah, you know, but that's, that's she had to have been up there. How old was she? Oh yeah, she was like ninety. But you know, that's the thing too. That's it's great. like I'm I'm at the age where I just realized that you don't count how old you are. You know what I mean? Like I just realized like you hey, ignore she, it. Yeah, you ignore it. Yeah, Dang, you ignore really how. Well. Hey, if you're tuning in and you're still celebrating your birthday, we got news for you. In a few years, <laughs> you'll quit doing that, right? Unless I, like the AI, like you know, makes everybody thirty again, and that is not a zero possibility. Uh, I'm not going right? to bet money on it, but in another ten years, maybe I would. So you think this uh, this new case, this filing, is going to set like a precedent? Is that what you think? Yes. That well. Um, you have to understand how these cases kind of work. And uh, these cases work in such a way that, you know, if you need any questions about these, you can go ahead over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and I will make a referral to a hemp lawyer whose article we're going to have later. I like to stay on the THC side of the plant. Mm. Uh, this is a case that is predicated on how the specific definition of hemp is under the 2018, but not the 2023 farm bill. Uh, and because this is what they called a temporary restraining order or a TRO, it may, it is not dispositive of the case. It just means they have a reasonable likelihood of a merits. And so they ruled on how they think the law is basically. Sure. And so they said, how we think the law is, you're going to lose, guy. And then they set the trial for, when is the trial set for? Trial set for August 27th, 2024 at 9.30 a.m. By that time, this TRO may be dissolved because it could have been mooted. So and, uh, if you have, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so is it pretty much just saying, though, like uh, the federal law uh, is above uh, local, right? Like you can't create a prohibition in a local state is that what's going on because i mean i thought state rights things was oh a whole... uh no and so the federal definition set the hemp definition for the interstate commerce in that particular agricultural commodity and they defined it in such a way that it includes it doesn't have an exception for synthetic uh cannabinoids right. because the court like held you know the de the definition extends beyond the plant to all derivatives, extracts, and cannabinoids. And the definition covers downstream products and substances if their Delta-9 concentration does not exceed the statutory threshold. That is what the judge is really zeroing in on. And so if you like okay. THCO, Delta-8, Delta-6, Delta-10, um, yeah, and they, they reference THCO here. Uh, mm. THCA, for example, I guess would also uh, be exempted because it wouldn't be under this 0.3 delta 9 THC threshold. Hemp was de defined so broadly that now I think that in the new 2023 farm bill, which will probably get done here by the time that they pass the budget, you know, the government shutdown, which is kind of coming, right? Yeah. Is that coming? The government shutdown because it's government's uh, financial year ends on September 30th because why not? Uh, and so there you go. And, and this court really zeroed in that to the definition of the federal law and said, Hey, state, you know, you, you can't make a ban on these. Uh, you can make regulations more stringent on the farming end of it, but not banning the interstate commerce on the statistical, well, I'm not the statistical, the statutory definition of it under federal law. And, and as a result, uh, they preempted that, um, that law and they said, you're enjoined from enforcing it. The trial has now been set. So this is just a TRO, like getting the judge's pulse. If you can sure. get a TRO entered, you know, there's elements to be able to get it entered. Uh, and so they were able to. But it really kind of just goes to show that the statute says what it says. And like, you know, I've been quibbling with some online attorneys on LinkedIn because they've got nothing better to do, I guess. And um, whatever, you know, they're, they're nice people, I'm assuming. They're, they're in D.C. and they're, they're pontificating over whether or not THCA or Delta 8 or any of these other ones are illegal because of what the DEA says. And I'm like, no routinely these things have been granted and now they can get trademarks and now you're not allowed to ban them in your state. Uh, just not yet. Cause I still think we're going to get a 1% total THC and then you could, it's a lot easier for law enforcement then and the DEA, but they have to change the statute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're on the slow roll, you know, with like the, the talk about rescheduling, 
you know, for the, the whole parody thing. Um, this also covers like CBD and everything else too, right? Like everything derived from hemp, every cannabinoid pretty much. Correct. Every cannabinoid derived from the cannabis plant, synthetic or not, provided that it is Delta 9 compliant is hemp. And that's what the court is saying they would rule on at trial, which is next August. This TRO though might be dissolved before then if the statutory definition of hemp becomes, oh, I don't know. Uh, they just dropped the Delta 9 from the THC. And I, I really hope they change the 0.3 then because of uh, hemp genetics at 1% allows for all the 18 to 1 uh, CBD to THC ratios to be cultivated. And, um, you know, but there's you, that. But the whole line that this divides the cannabis, marijuana, pot, whatever you want to call it, to hemp is ridiculous. It's the arbitrary number that's like, Why? Well, you know, it, well, people get confused very easily by like, uh, you know, is marijuana a cannabis or hemp? Yeah, they're all the same. You know, roses are roses. They're yeah, but they're literally both the same. Like it's the same effing definition, except one of them has a, a THC limiter. They are both the cannabis plant. Like if you read the definitions of marijuana or can a uh, uh, hemp because neither one are defined as cannabis under federal law, uh, you will read the same thing, except one will talk about how much Delta 9 THC is in it, and the other one won't. Yeah. Oh, actually, it will, because of the change of the definition. It'll say it's over that line. It's the plant under the line, the plant over the line. What's the line? They aren't really sure. One will put you in jail, the other one won't. I mean, this is people's lives. This is crazy how we just... This is this, this, this slow rollout for legalization. I mean, I know a lot of people are anti Schedule 3, but it's more, you know, if, if it does happen, like that's a good thing, I think. But I mean, of course, we yeah. want parity. We want treat it like alcohol, you know? But yeah, good luck with that. Good yeah. luck with that. Hey, you know, it is making progress. I mean, I, I still, it, the, the problem is you have uh, a, a morality that's built into the cannabis plant for no real good reason other than some people don't like how it smells and the color of the people that were using it or yeah. their cultures that, you know, it might not have been their color as much as their culture. Yeah. Um, but which is crazy. Like, you know, I recently went to Oregon and I bought weed there and then we did a day trip to California. So I hit three legal states with different weed in, in, in my pocket. And it was just weird knowing that how we far we come along, you know, like uh, it reminded me when I used to carry uh, a lot uh, illegally, you know, like mm -hmm. transportation wise, you know, and, and, and the, the paranoia and the fear that you have of getting caught versus when you're legal you're like this this is nothing this is this is great this is yeah. just this is just being like a normal law-abiding american that's it, uh, and, and but then you have weed so it's easier to deal with a lot of stuff we have some studies from normal uh, later on in the show uh, and if you are on facebook please do hit us up at facebook.com backslash free thc you will find some dank memes made by that man right there Miggy. and we apologize for the uh, the spammers. This is uh, it's getting out of hand. Oh, we're getting spammed. Uh, well, we're getting for, spammed, huh? In, in, yeah. the, in the, the the Facebook group, but all the cannabis pages get spammed, right? High times. I see it all. These bots that uh, you know, we're the bad guys. Why? Because we 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 stand by a plant and believe in it, and 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 uh, and, and and but yet we're like shadow banned and or uh, your. I wonder deleted. if the schedule three will change that. You know, oh. will Schedule 3 allow that to be more open? I hope so, yeah. but we'll find out. I mean, there are restrictions for guns and, and alcohol, but they're weaker, I think, than the restrictions that we face. I mean, especially if yeah. they're just talking about it versus, uh, you know, showing you how to do it, you know, but whatever. Let's talk about the NFL. It is football yeah. Sunday. Hopefully your team is winning and you have not lost next month's rent at FanDuel. Uh, but if you had former NFL star Ricky Williams is advocating for marijuana use as a treatment option for players, medical cannabis coming to the NFL. Uh, Ricky Williams wants it. What do you think? I, it's a good thing, man. I mean, it's already proven, uh, uh, analgesic or uh, you know how do you say that word that decompresses analgesic, your brain yeah analgesic. right well that's analgesic i think is the pain reliever aspect the uh, mm. the, the neuroprotectant aspect yeah. of it as after being in a very intense i mean soccer can be as well you could take a header mm. pretty hard and, and mm. then in football uh, there's a lot of 
getting hit. Uh, and here, here is the quote that uh, Ricky Williams has told to, to the uh, news outlet TMZ. I'd love to see cannabis as being one of those things that the trainer is walking down the aisle and offering to those players. We'd have authentic message and, pe- and our people are growing some really amazing flower that can help people feel better. That's just, um, you know, but hustling a- his brand. But still, yeah. Yeah, but it's still it's it's a wellness issue, right? Like, why 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 can't you if 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 uh, uh, people drink to to take the edge off or whatever, you know, why not smoke or edibles or suppositories, whatever you're into, <laughs> you know? But, like, but this is a treatment option. I mean, the, you've seen uh, reports or studies that uh, when they would get injured and hurt, and they do get injured and hurt in this game. Uh, they aren't necessarily given something that is going to help them as much as if they were given a, you know, an antioxidant, a neuroprotectorant, and an analgesic to also help with this yeah. pain, uh, which is neat that they could be given cannabis instead of opioids. Because remember Walter Payton? I do. I was a kid in Illinois in the 80s, uh, oh, yeah. and he played for the Bears. And then his liver gave out, I think, because of opioids. And that's another example of the, the the liver, right? Like, like not only are you like putting a bandaid on like the pain issue or whatever, but you're also internally making things worse. Whereas this plant, uh, however you choose to take it, will not. You know, it doesn't give you this toxic effect. It's it's a healing plant that works with your endocannabinoid system that is entwined with your nervous system and your bone structure. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger used to smoke and work out. You know, probably wow. still does. Who knows? You should. People should still smoke and work out. Uh, it is important to keep your canna- cannabinoids healthy. Uh, your endocannabinoid system should be healthy and, and doing well if you want to be doing well. Uh-oh, we have another hard. interesting story out of uh, Illinois. It's and this one, oh, is it that time already? That time. My goodness, it is. It's that time. We have an interesting story from Illinois after this brief commercial interlude to remind you that it is 420 somewhere. Right now, specifically on the East Coast. So, uh, one of the things that's happening today in Mundelein, Illinois, and you might not know where that is, it's near the border of Wisconsin, and you still might not know where that is. But there is the miracle in Mundelein happening today. This is being reported out of a lot. I'm not able to make it. This would literally be like a three and a half hour drive for me to get to the the, the border of the state with Wisconsin where this would be. But music fans are going to Mundelein, Illinois. They're calling it the miracle in Mundelein. It is the state's first cannabis-friendly uh, open marijuana concert. Oh, sorry, open marijuana consumption concert. Uh, yeah. Here are the headliners: Cypress Hill, Stephen Marley, and Action Bronson. So I, I was uh, I followed some people, and I guess this is also sponsored by GTI, like uh, Green Thumb Ministries. Um, yep, it's right there. You can see it. Rhythm and oh. Rise. Rhythm and Rise are the Green oh. Thumb Industries uh, brands. Rhythm's their flower. Rise is their dispensary, I believe. And 75% sold out, the Miracle and Mundelein, Rhythm, Sacred, Ro- Sacred Rose, and Day Glow present. They look really relaxed. I've been seeing their Twitter feed, and they're, they're posting pictures of people just smoking. Just be non-criminals. <laughs> just oh, carrying on a day. Put in oh. my, my birthday. Otherwise, I can't get in, but because it is. 21 only. Uh, Joe, J-Rad's there. Joe Russo is almost dead. And Lettuce, you know Lettuce is going to be having some good sets. Uh, I'm not sure about Karina Reichman, but maybe she's good. Mitch, please, which is just a funny name for a band. I don't know um, any of those. Looks like they shot their load on Saturday. And then- well, yeah, Cypress Hill. J-Rad is basically a Grateful Dead cover band. Oh, really? uh, Lettuce is a fairly funky jam band, and I don't know the other ones. Yeah, I don't know any of the second day ones, but the uh, the first day ones, of course, but... I mean, it's a first step, man. This is a, it's a, it's a great, you know. Well, where did, where, name the last um, music festival that they had in your state. Uh, and so, like, put that in the comments. Have they had an illegal ticket sales, option consumption uh, concert in your state that's like, sanctioned and sponsored by the weed company? Maybe Colorado, but I don't think anybody else has, has done anything. Um, well, I mean, in my state, I know that. 
I'm not allowed to smoke in public. Like that's still a crime. Like they left that aspect in the law. And mm. uh, that's very often how it is. It might be how it is in your state. There's no, uh, you don't have consumption lounges in Washington state. Mm. So very often like that state will define what it means to use. And so sure it'll be legal, but like it would be like legalizing alcohol and saying, but bars will be forbidden. Yeah, dude, it was, it's so funny how this uh, rollout of legalization happened out here where when it was medical, uh, there were dab bars, there were uh, uh, marijuana markets, farmer's markets, um, and nobody cared. And then when you put the rules out, you know, then you, you give uh, power to the police uh, of things to enforce and everybody's covering their ass and not doing any of the stuff that we used to do, even events. Uh, you know, it's gotta be a private event and, and, uh, you have people's lives at risk. You know, when they, when they invest in a business and, and one person, an entity can take that power away. And, and, you know, that's why when we open our store, we're going to be looking at regulation and mm-hmm. SOPs and all that stuff. It's all that fun, sexy stuff that people like to talk it's about. Compliance. Yeah. The compliance aspect. I, I use that. I slipped that into my most recent video. Check that out. It's about like how to do business in cannabis in 2024. Uh, anyway, you know, or how to open a cannabis business in 2024. It, it's not the easiest industry, especially after the past two years, but with schedule three, uh, it can be a more profitable industry. We'll see how yeah. the regulations shake out and who wins the election in 2024 is going to matter a heck of a lot with how those regulations are put together. Uh, really like no shit. I mean, um, if you have a DeSantis like administration versus a Biden administration or even a Trump administration, more open question marks, there wasn't really anything that derailed in, in, you know, between Obama and Biden on it, but you know, his party tends to 95% of the time vote against. Well, and then also the ball's rolling, right? Like right now we got the 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 health services and we got the uh, justice department, um, all contemplating this issue that could halt as soon as a new uh, uh, party takes over or whatever. But, you the know, administration, it, so important. Like we've yeah. seen that doing this podcast. Like we watched yeah. Sa- uh, South Dakota. We watched Virginia get yunkened. Uh, and then it, yeah. we've, uh, it was a lot in South Dakota and Virginia, uh, less in other states, mostly because most of the states that we report on are fairly blue. And that's, I mean, Oklahoma did not pass. That's a red state. But Mm. then I think a lot of the reason why Oklahoma didn't pass was because they didn't want, they, they left the West coast and saw medical get fucked up and turned into use. And so I think the industry even voted against it. Mm -hmm. No, I totally, I totally agree. Uh, And, and you know, what's unfortunate. It's not that this is legalization. It's not a red or blue issue. And unfortunately we only have a two party system. So to gamify it, Really, the the blue ones right now are the ones that are the ones that we need to get on board and put in, in leadership places because the other side is not serious. The other side doesn't have real leadership or even like real business people. Right. I mean, there's, you know, people hate when we talk about politics or like when I post some political memes, but that's how we got here. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the rulemaking and the, the game. Interestingly the, enough. Yeah, it was the damn Democrats. The New Deal Democrats got this ball rolling mm-hmm. in 1937. Yeah. Uh, and then it was the staunch conservative Republicans that kept it rolling in 1971. Yeah, they, they, they just switched hats. One, They just know, switched hats on this industry, pretty- on this issue. You know, it's just ridiculous that they, they would do that. But, you know, it's it, I hate that sometimes the cannabis policy is that Spider-Man meme where they're just pointing at one another. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And I mean, that's politics in general, but it's like, you know, you just hope uh, that, like, even though once in a while, uh, like a Matt Gates, you know, will will have something that's like a, a good point, but you're like, but the rest of your that comes out of your mouth is just garbage. Like, like I can't take none of you. Uh, you're none of you are adults. No one's ever yeah. had to like work a day in their life, survive, uh, figure shit out. It's like it's like a bunch of children being in charge. You of just a- ask for votes. Most yeah. of us don't ask for votes professionally. Like we have jobs or we start businesses and so we have customers or clients. Uh, We don't have constituencies and voters. Um, But if you consider the politician as the entrepreneur, it makes a lot more sense. I mean, in a sense they are, but you also... Their product is the vote. That's what they sell. 
Yeah, but then they pander too much. That's the thing too, right? Like a lot of these guys, they really sell that vote. Like it's <laughs> it's almost like religion. And so, like with religion, they yeah. really sell that God. It's like, hey, yeah, don't forget to send us your books so we get your ten percent. See you next Sunday. Uh, it, but you know, with poli- politics, it's it's more along the lines of, hey, hate those other bastards, don't you? And right. you do want to get this done, right? And, and and legalization could happen so fast if like people actually cared about like progress for their fellow man citizens citizenry or they, whatever they don't they don't they are making a bachelor like season 50 bazillion whatever it's on for old people i mean that's what they care about they care about the bachelor yeah. for old people it's it's like that movie don't look up where everything's on good morning america and they're like we like to keep it light uh, yeah. and yeah that's that's society we like to keep it light everything's good profits are up we report next quarter i am going on vacation yeah. like, everybody's just trying to do their thing it would pander to the to the, the bigger sect of things. I mean, I saw that with uh, unions, you know. I don't know about that. Before we get into bashing unions, let's talk about Maryland. Oh, no. Um, oh, I, I know. I, it was yeah, yeah. Labor Day last weekend. But anyway, yeah. Maryland's uh, first adult use to marijuana license applications will open for social equity businesses in November. Regulators have announced and the social equity application window is technically already open in Maryland, which is a very interesting bifurcated system that they have in this state. Uh, they will have a 30-day application window for 75 dispensaries, 16 growers, and 32 processors with uh, some additional micro licenses as well in the mix that weren't up on that uh, top line of the fold. But right now, if you are a social equity applicant in Maryland, the thing to do is to get uh, qualified to be that. Uh, there is a portal before this portal. And so in two months, they will open the actual application and they hope mm. to be able to uh, qualify all the social equity applicants now through two months from now uh, in there's a portal there and you give them the evidence and they say that, yeah, you're good, this which is, uh, is fascinating. Do you have to be a, a resident? No, but it's a lot easier if you are. Sure. But like that, uh, it's whatever. because they only give data for Maryland. They say, this is how your social equity, you can live for five out of the past 10 years in a census. Nope, not a census, a zip code that has 150% of the state's cannabis arrest levels for the past 10 years. Good luck finding the data set. Bye. Here's ours, you know, and they publish the um, zip codes for their own state. Okay. And, and that's what they're doing. Interesting. So there's a little bit bias, but I mean, I guess it's pertained to the a state. little bit. That's well, not a little bit of bias. That's like, I mean, a, if it's open, thread. it's open. It's, like, and so you can start, um, interestingly, mm-hmm. In Missouri, one of the ways to be social equity, live in exactly the same thing. One of those zip codes, uh, which is fascinating that it's 150% of the arrest rate. So if you're social equity in Missouri, it's a lot easier to prove and based on the, the zip codes for the arrest records, of course. Uh, right. Go ahead and, and you can see if you can get in and get qualified. That's free. But then to apply is five large. Hmm. But like in Illinois, they created a map that included all the country, right? Whereas Maryland right. is just saying, hey, only here we're counting you as points extra. Uh, F everybody else if you got arrested anywhere else. Um, uh, a lawsuit may get filed. That person may not have standing to file the lawsuit until they apply, which cannot be until at earliest November 12th. Mm. You heard it here, everybody. Cannabis legalization news, where we have uh, annoyingly pesky, uh, but very accurate legal tidbits about the industry. Subscribe today. Yes, please. Um, of course. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool to see uh, Maryland and the, hopefully the whole East Coast lines up. And like I said, the other day, I just went through uh, Oregon, uh, Washington, and California, you know, all joined states and all legal states. It's the the amazing feeling of just the the, the non trepidation, the non. Uh, well, you remember at Hempfest, you know. I tell you, it's like so anticlimactic because everybody just smokes weed and then nothing happens. Like that's what I do on my daily. I smoke weed and do shit, and nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Well, happens. you smoke weed and do shit, and uh, if you it. like to smoke weed and do shit, and are also eligible for being an applicant in Maryland, we have some templates for you. And so uh, nice. you can get our templates that we'll be using for our clients that are getting the full service. Um, 
at this website. We make it pretty abstract so that you can't um, uh, get shut down by the man, which thinks that what I do is not right. And, and I, don't, I don't agree because it's not about actually doing the licensed transaction for the product. It is about information about how you can have a license to do so. Uh, and anyway, uh, that is something that you can get over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com uh, because then we have been offering this to people on our email list. So go to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, fill out our type form, tell us about your cannabis business and get access to our Maryland and other templates, all states need an application. So like we will have an application, Miggy. Right. I don't know when. I think it's after our conditional license. I think it's going to be very similar to Maryland. So like what they're doing now in Maryland, qualifying social equity first. Illinois mm -hmm. inverted that. So like we're still in our qualification period. We've already won. And then we gave them the evidence. Right. Uh, they said, give us the evidence and then do the lottery. That would have been okay. I mean, like we would have already had all your stuff and then we just would have given it to them, you know, and they would have been yeah. like, yeah, your paperwork checks out. Thanks. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's funny too, because uh, uh, they're doing it where the in the paperwork, it's especially states, they're not going to be looking at shit until the 28th or whatever. Whereas mm -hmm. I think it was New York where if you, the faster you file your paperwork, which in general, you know, if you're first in line, uh, it'll get first to whatever, but uh, not not so much in Illinois' case. But uh, what's up mm -hmm. with this uh, uh, Garland memo? I didn't know you had a memo come out. Oh, I did that last week. And so the Garland memo mm. has not yet come out. That is the blog post that I did from LinkedIn last week. I didn't get a blog post this week for LinkedIn. Tune in next week. We have our financial model now done for debt and equity. And so we should actually kind of go over it and, um, you know, it, maybe do it on a podcast like this where we go over our financial model, which could sure. be horribly wrong. But the, the, the reason why it could be is because it's not based on actual P&Ls. Uh, your company can still have a financial model and you can work with your CFO to determine what the best allocation of your money is. That's one of the things that we do over at Collateral Base. And so uh, well, this way you, you go, you need a team. I mean, this is not mm -hmm. a, uh, especially just the gray area this this market is, you know, you don't even touch the plant and they took your Stripe account away. You know what I mean? Right. Like the hurdles and loops that people in cannabis have to go through is insane i mean it's one thing to be feared uh fearing like a, like a trapper you know carrying pounds and worry about like the law and shit but the fact that you are trying to just be regular citizens you know like uh pay the taxes pay your bills pay rent or buy a land, right. you know, contribute pay your bills and then go to the civil events yeah know? yeah Say, well, how, hey bob how's your kids that's it. Just be normal. I mean, that, that there was an article in High Times recently. Uh, they uh, New York is starting to see the 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 different consumers that come out. So here in Washington State, I well, during the medical markets, I saw a lot of like older. Now I'm now I'm one of the older peoples that were at the store, and I always wondered like, where the fuck were you guys at when it was illegal? Like a lot of these people just they were just as young as you buying weed, right? But a lot of people it was 25 don't, years ago. Yeah. But, but a lot of people don't partake in something if the law is a certain way, right? Like or they don't admit to it. And then yes, they're they don't want it, they don't want any trouble. Just yeah. trying to live my damn life. Yes, you know, soccer practice. Like, and so <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I think the opioid crisis was so subtle. Uh, it seemed yeah. like it was coming from a doctor, and and then they had a large population that was now addicted to this stuff, which created demand, which then created an influx of completely illicit opioids, which then were sold to unsuspecting people. Well, and we so, have this great like drug ignorant like culture in America, right? Like you know, coffee, alcohol, cigarettes. These are all things that are illegal and they're all drugs. But yet we mm -hmm. got to focus on THC and cannabis. Like it's this wild thing that makes you do dumb shit, which, you know, which, which means we should probably play name that strain. Okay. And then we'll also do a study from normal and name that strain starting now. There's the strain that uh, you guys can name. Thank you for tuning in. This is where we play name that strain. You, you look at a strain on uh, our play-by-play, -play, and then you go, I think it's that. And then yeah. we kind of 
me, it's parents. And then that is usually what we do. So That's this one up. is, ah, we did not have, okay. Hybrid, bred mm. by cookies and seed junkie genetics. Okay. Yep. So, this is a cookies and seed junkie genetics hybrid. Very fluorescent. Very. And it doesn't tell us its parents besides the geneticist. So something from cookies and something from seed junkies got together and made this breakfast there you go. named uh, strain right there. Combines. Speaking of breakfast rain strains, there is a new study out of normal. And that study out of normal says herbal cannabis provides sustained relief to patients suffering from neuropathic pain. Uh, what a deal. This is out of Hamburg, Germany. Cannabis inhalation is associated with sustained improvements in pain and sleep in patients with chronic neuropathy, neuropathy, according to data published in the journal Medical Cannabis and Cannabinoids. That's what? good. That's wild. Get the hell out of here. The hmm. pain scores decreased significantly from 7.5 on that chart that was invented by the Oxycontin people to <laughs> 4.0. The proportion of patents with severe pain, score of over six, decreased 96% to 16%. Sleep disturbance significantly improved, uh, and these improvements were sustained for a period of up to six months. No adverse effects were reported other than mild Dorito consumption. <laughs> Seriously, though, man. I know a guy, um, I don't know, did you ever meet Timmy? He's a local Oh, uh, Oh, we got yes, it. yes, I remember nice. Timmy. I hope to see him again one day. That is correct, sir. It is the Pancakes. It is a hybrid marijuana strain bred by Cookies and Sea Junkie, named after its delicious flavor and aroma, which happens to smell just like a warm plate of pancakes. When smoking this strain, you'll experience a flavor profile that combines the taste of buttered sweet berries and batter-like smell of pancakes. The high gets you uh, relaxing head high. And they are short and bulky with golden brown and bright and frosty trichomes. Yeah. Chronic stress and anxiety. <laughs> reported uh, reported aspects for the medicinal benefits. Nice. That's what I think Schedule 3 is really going to be cool with. Uh, mm -hmm. You are going to be able to have actual medical studies that say, here are the benefits associated. You have only been able to study the harm. Can you right? imagine that? Can, can you imagine if it was only legal to study the harm of heroin? That would be great, you know, oh, uh, or or schedule two, like all that shit, oxy and stuff. That was all schedule two. So mm. you just had a little bit of medical use and they were able to do all that shit. And now cannabis will be down at schedule three. Uh, hopefully, like a lot of it is going to be um, generic, you know, as far it's as plant based. Mm. Well, no, as far as uh, so like there with uh, the the cookies joint with seed junkies where they just call it pancakes. They didn't tell us the parents. They just said one geneticist, another geneticist. They, oh, sure, they sure. hybridized something. And so like that's like a trade secret kind of stuff. You know, you would have to reverse engineer that by doing some mad science on it. Uh, well, that that aspect I could see. But it, it it's still like being close to like the phylos concept, you know, where you know you get rid of the names like there's no blue dream or snoop's dream it's all phenomes and 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 the terp combination right like a profile um they tried doing that like leafly try to do it like a little descriptor like that like the the origins you know the 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 seven strains or whatever and and like their profiles and so maybe you know because but we're going to see, though, I think once Schedule 3 happens is more like pill form, right? Like we've had guests in the show who's the nano emulsion technology and the other. Uh, what was that one guy who used to be? We had one person that was a pharmacist uh, or farmer. But that I think there's going to be more for that for like the medical applications when it's yeah. like literally medical applications. But the substance itself is going to be Schedule 3. And so I think there's going to be some type of grandfathering or exemption for the industry for like the raw cannabis plant you know oh, sure. maybe you can't do some extractions you know there's going to be some line that they put on there maybe vapes will be all right maybe they won't well like, they'll probably be all right so i mean there's going to be a more a solid foundation for the medical premise right like how how we talk about like the medicinal effects of like the plant and, and like the what you just read on the pancakes were sleep anxiety or whatever and remember i asked you the, the other day i was like how how do we you know not everybody who drinks coffee is wide awake some people drink coffee and go to sleep get tired 
so our bodies are all kind of different but for the most part you can paint a brush and be like this one will keep you up indica sativa type thing mm-hmm. um and i think something like that for like people who, who use can't rso to like fight their cancer or whatever right there's different people who try in different ways to remedy themselves and some of them work for some people and i think that's gonna be more of the studies and more of a go-to on how to like understand our health and how the plant can help us. Boy, I hope so. Uh, I'm just glad that they can actually do studies uh, if it is a schedule three and that will be moving yeah. forward, but I don't want it to become, and I don't see how it can, if it's just granted like generic status where you no know, cannabis, cannabis extractions, they're all generic. Bye-bye pharmaceuticals. You know, they, they're, they would then have novel like de- delivery methods and stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, um, where is the big aspirin? Seriously. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not I, really I just, worried about big Tylenol. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But but I think we all kind of like because it is uh, medicine for some or a good Friday night for others, because we want that parody with alcohol, right? Where I can go to a pot shop. But uh, how old is it? Like, How long has it been in the population is used in that? Thousands of years. And so, like, that's why mm. I wanted to be generic. I did, it's even even that patent that we used to talk about. We had a show on this on this podcast where we brought up patent 663507 and it had expired on that day. We were doing the podcast It was freaking hilarious. It was like in 2021. Yeah. Weed is off off patent like cannabinoids are off patent. Don't they have to be generic now? I, I would imagine so. You know, if, if this plant could just get off the schedule list altogether, that'd be the ideal, right? Because then there would be probably development of infrastructure when it comes to like the interstate commerce or whatever. But uh, because of the stigma, you know, like you're saying how like with alcohol, it's something that we're for thousands of years, right? So mm-hmm. is prostitution. And look where that's at. You know what I mean? Like there's just a morality bullshit I don't know how alcohol is the one that became the winner of all of them. Yeah, but there's a difference between prostitution and like medicine. There, there just is. Uh, yeah, yeah. One takes one person, the other takes two. Uh, hey, speaking of how many people are farming hemp in Kansas, we have news out of Kansas, everybody. That's why you tuned in. Kansas. Welcome to Cannabis Legalization News, where we talk about Kansas very rarely. Very. Here's the news out of Kansas. Uh, guess how many pot farmers are in Kansas? Okay, now now guess a lower number. Uh, it has fallen to 41. 41 hemp farmers in Kansas after a peak of 200. That Damn. is what an open market industry can do to you. Yeah, 100%. Like, like, but that's a fair market, right? Uh, capitalism? Um, kind of capitalism, but then also uh, early entrance to the market mm. and market flood and then demand and, and uh, tulips is how I would describe that. That is tulips oh. in, in you know, company speak where it was uh, arbitrary ebullience or uh, irrational exuberance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, but also too, I think we talked about this before, about when you grow with hemp, you have to grow with intention, right? Whether you're going to want to make hemp creek or you want to make CBD or you're hoping you don't test hot. I mean, that's the, the other component to any uh, growing uh, hemp is... Do you know what you're doing? Did, did they fail so hard because of they were all hot? You know, that's that's what you got to look at. Why are these guys? Failed? I think it has to do with supply and demand. They thought they'd be able to make all this money, and it turned out no. Yeah, but that's still what I think it was. Big demand. I mean, the fact that we get all our hemp from Canada for the most part, you know, until these guys figure out how the the market for like say soya beans, you know, levels out. You know, there's there's a market for hemp like that. It'll be the same, same. It is a commodity. It should be considered one. Hmm. But we'll see, man. Because uh, maybe other people are having problems. We should do a small bumper, or we'll do a bumper on international, and we'll wrap, wrap up the show after this. Okay. Uh, Dutchy has countersued ScanSource over a seventeen point one million unpaid goods claim. Wow. Yeah, Dutchy. The e-com cannabis company has filed a countersuit against tech distributor ScanSource amid an ongoing $24.7 million dispute and said that the software company didn't purchase goods it had ordered worth approximately $17.1 million. Damn. That, yep. that's, that's some uh, FU money right there. 
Uh, yeah, twelve percent annual interest rate. But if Dutchy is an e-com cannabis platform trying to do transactions and did all these sales and the deliveries were made and then didn't pay up, are they uh, based in South Carolina? Is that why the lawsuit was filed out there? That's crazy. No, that is that is a that is an egregious aspect of forum shopping. That's what that is. What? Yeah, and so the the forum shopping on that is really what has happened. In in so you go and you try to choose where you think you're going to be able to sue for strategic reasons, hmm. and that is forum shopping. And so that's why if they can get jurisdiction there, that's why I think they they brought it in. That I thought there was an actual blurb from the article about it. Neat. Uh, that she admits the allegation contained thereupon information and belief. Uh, that she admits. Oh wow, that's what they want. Huh. Let's see, where is the uh, challenge in certain custom applications? Point of sale customer. Oh, that's crazy, though. I mean, like, and again, these aren't touching the plant. Right. <laughs> you, this... No, these are making the transactions go by, I thought. Yeah. And so that was one of the reasons why the jurisdiction was brought where it was brought. But then I must have read a different article about it. This one doesn't make that actual uh, uh, claim, and maybe I was actually reading the complaint. It's also still possible that's, I might have been reading the um, that aspect of it. Still, some big money for uh, not involving the plant itself. You know, like the the auxiliary businesses for cannabis have so much potential. Uh, it's, it's a lot of money, and I'm surprised not more states are on board. Apparently, you don't like money in Texas. They don't. They do, but then like. Again, they aren't selling. They aren't entrepreneurs. They're politicians. And so they sell votes. If that vote is what they're selling and they're like, I hate this stuff. Get rid of it. They'll be like, oh, you can you can trust me. I will say that our children are too important to allow cannabis to be able to be called that it's good. Right. It should just be we should zero tolerance policy for everything. Everybody stop. Stop breathing. We can do this. Michigan got a billion dollars in taxes so far. Jeez. I guess. Oh shit! What time is it? Uh, it is about three fifty. It's time for some international news, is what okay. I would say. It is time for some international news. We find that one. This one is out of MJ Biz, and MJ Biz reports that the UK committee is calling for wider access to unlicensed medical cannabis, which is, you know. I guess the traditional market. Yeah. The UK is home of affairs committee is recommending that the government widen access to unlicensed cannabis based products for medical use via the national health. They don't pronounce H's over their service before the end of the current parliament. I mean, it sounds like they have more of a supply chain issue there and that would help. They want Epidiolex and they also want uh, Nabilone and Sativex. There's just a lack of access to the NHS patients with genuine medical need. Only five patients received unlicensed cannabis this year. And then I have people that claim to be from England saying that they have licenses, wondering how they can get some investors. And I'm like, bro, you got to be lying. And then mm-hmm. uh, I read stuff like this. I'm like, yeah, you're totally lying. Um, however, 89,000 unlicensed medical cannabis items were prescribed to patients through the private sector meaning patients pay out of pocket. Yeah. Unlike Canada, Canada, they can use their um, uh, health uh, savings accounts. But uh, isn't the issue here, though, because the NHS is pretty much like uh, England's uh, or the UK's uh, like medical system, right? We so- don't really have a national health in America. Mm-mm. We should. We don't, but we should. We right. have health insurance companies and then what they call the marketplace, a.k.a. Obamacare, where you can make purchases on it. We don't have like an agency. We have like HHS that'll tell you like how much dairy to put on your plate, you know, and stuff like that. But they don't say, here's how we are allocating our tax dollars for the health of the American people. Right, right. Like they provide doctors and stuff. And yeah, aren't aren't they also providing the the cannabis too? then? Like they they would. Yeah, correct. And so like they but they aren't allowed to, even though in 2018, the UK rescheduled cannabis from Schedule 1 to Schedule 2. So take that United States, the United Kingdom did it five years earlier. And then you go, oh, well, we'll go to Schedule 3. 
Oh, we got we're, we're special children. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're American, the most awesome and kick-ass country that ever had eagles as its logo. You're we special. Fireworks. We have fireworks, bitch. Uh, the committee oh. noted its concern about recreational cannabis in the UK, though. We are concerned that the harms for cannabis for non-medical use may pose, particularly in relation to the young people. But what we do not harms? believe cannabis should be legalized. Well, what are those harms? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think the harms are uh, the Yardbirds and Cream uh, and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Maybe the Rolling Stones. Those are the harms, you know. Just be like, did anyone die? Did anyone die? And they have a link to the report. Drugs. This is a House of Commons report with recommendations of the government. The government has two months to respond. Tune in for cannabis legalization news in two months when our next international update on the United Kingdom's cannabis laws. Uh, hundred thousand patients ain't bad. You know, maybe we should start, I'll do, I'll start like fucking with them and doing like a, a, a British accent and like you know, trying to research UK laws that that's what I would do if we already had like the cannabis dispensary open and I had cash flows and I'm like, right. We need more open markets. Well, what I'll do, I'll just go find a whole bunch of people that are in Britain that want licenses. <laughs> well, I, I think it'll be easy to convince, you know, it always comes down to first also, uh, people taking a chance, right? Like uh, in any of these markets right now so far, because it's like a gray legal issue um, until there's something in the books, then people feel safer. But uh, I really do appreciate the guys that take the time to grow it now, you know? Yep. Let's see here. After that, I think we're just at that's our show. Hey, that's our show for the day, everybody. 307 people hanging out with us and I thank know. you guys. That's that's freaking awesome. I'm just trying to give them something. Like, you know, catch me over here, one of those deals. There it well, is. Um got the cannabis industry lawyer. Uh yep. I haven't done any new articles yet in a while on the CLN. Well, you have had some family stuff coming up there. I just yeah, uh, share it on the chats, and on right. those chats actually I do believe come become comments in like the more legacy um streaming platforms yeah uh, that's where you can find our templates there is a coupon code that you can get but we emailed it out earlier today so you missed it get on our email list over at cannabisindustrylawyer.com by filling out our type form uh, and then go check us out you know where yeah. we got it, it, the facebook.com backslash free thc see some free. of your sick memes damn right uh and then on instagram it's cannabis industry lawyer follow us on ig i don't have one of those for this should do that you should one day. Hey, hit me up. Send me an email. <laughs> Send me an email. And uh, also like and subscribe, everybody. 